Welcome back to this third week in our Advent series. Today we're talking about Corey Tenboom, and it might not be a familiar name to many, but Nicole shares with us her beautiful story, which is really amazing. And we talk a lot about coming up against those places in us that are fearful or doubtful and how the Lord can work really powerfully in those experiences. We hope that you enjoy. God bless. This is a podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And welcome to In the Thicket. We're so happy that you decided to join us today um, on our, so this is our, our third episode in this, um, what are we calling it? Advent Exemplars, right? Yeah. I think yeah. Yes. Of... Advent um, Exemplars. Yes. <clears throat> right. Um, and so we're really excited to, um, oh, I'm just told that my mic sounds a bit loud, so I'm going to back off a little bit so that I don't blast your eardrums but anyway okay Rachel Aaron how are you guys doing oh, <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. I did not real that oh my gosh okay Rachel oh, what a question Apparently. Um, well, I mean it is I'm I am a student and it is December it's you the know? time so yeah. it's mm-hmm. just it's kind of hard for the course like we're just it's and I'm not the kind of student like I yeah, I'm, you know, anyways, we won't go into it. But the point is that it's is December and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, you know, uh, in a, in not enough. not like I'm feeling it, but I'm like, oh, I'm feeling it. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but gotcha. so is everybody and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Absolutely. It's yeah. fine. This is fine. There's a meme for that, Rachel. Yeah. Sure that's you know a meme. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's the one where there's like a little dog and he's like, this is fine. But around him, like his house is burning down or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's fine. It's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, kind yeah. of where we're at right now. But yeah, yeah it's so, fine. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? Uh, I'm good. I'm like, I, I feel like I have to say that tentatively because I'm like, I am like relatively good, but fall is always mm-hmm. a little bit harder time for me. So I feel like every time I say that and then like the next day, I'm like, well, I'm not going to move out of this rocking chair for a little while. And then I'm <laughs> like, I've just lied to my whole world and said that I'm fine and I'm not fine. But I it's am relative, fine. right? It's relative. You know? yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's good. I went swimming today um which is good so um if if people are just newly tuning in I try and swim every couple of days because it helps with the fibro stuff like a lot and it's I look so awesome because I have a cap and I have a snorkel and I have <laughs> really intense. a nose plug and goggles and I've just ordered swim fins like no no I have hand swim fins and I've just ordered oh, wow. hand like no, that was a thing. flippers yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They, yeah they go on your wow. hands and they just like it's like a a hard thing like a plastic thing it's like webbed webbed you, fingers and it kind of like gives you yeah like extra like a frog I feel like it's yeah. really unexpected you know what I mean like yeah. when you go to the pool there's yeah. many things about what you just said that it would just be like wow I didn't <laughs> yeah that wasn't okay you yeah, know it's there's like people are probably like this person is like must be like a professional swimmer and then yeah. I started swimming and they're like well I was incorrect in that <laughs> assessment they're, and they're like this is life-saving equipment for this person <laughs> that's 
It is necessary. Yeah. I'm not bad though. I'm like consistently in the medium lanes now. So like you were a swimmer, right? Like you told a story about it. I did some. Yeah. Yeah. You swam for a long time. Yeah. 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 I'm just real excited about the flippers coming because then that's going to really complete the outfit. So yeah. Incredible. People are going to think you're training for some very specific sport. Like, you know how there's like, Mm. like, like like um, iron man or yeah like, or yeah. like i told you guys i got lost down this like trampoline rabbit hole on oh. youtube where i was like watching these people do these like crazy trampoline tricks which were yes, so impressive right. and that's like kind of like a sport like there's like teams and they yeah. do stuff mm-hmm. so people are probably looking at you and they're like she's in some kind of snorkeling right. fin sport swimming right. thing mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah it's called and snorkel just, fin yeah, yeah. it's called yeah. snorkel fin flip Snorkel fin yeah. flippy. <laughs> That's what it's called. Snorkel flip fin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. There yes. we go. We named yeah. it. And currently you're, right. you're winning, you know? Yeah, I am. You're I'm the, I'm you're the, the world champion, champion yeah. in <laughs> snorkel flip fin. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> you're so ridiculous. This is great. This is yeah. great. Also, this is what you get of like end of year, end of school yeah, year tiredness yeah. too. Because I'm there. We had our last day of right now. end of day too. Yeah, end of Tuesday yeah. evening. We're recording, we're yeah. recording this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where we had our last day of classes today, and it, it was oh, so dear. funny. The last, um, the last week of school about mm-hmm. certain days where we'd be doing whatever activity or whatever thing in class, and my students would like get the giggles. And then they would be, it would be like uncontrollable. We were doing a songwriting thing where they had to take turns, like leading yeah. a songwriting intervention as if they're using songwriting and music therapy. Nice. And by the end of them writing, you know, whatever it was, seven songs in 45 minutes that we did, wow, they were songs. just like, they were giddy. Like they were just losing it. It was hilarious. So that's awesome. Kind of awesome. That's a nice way to end the semester. I like no, that. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Good. A lot of laughing. Anyway. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Maybe Erin, you can. Uh, I was going to say you can draw Ooh. us a picture of snorkel flip fin, fin yeah. flip or flipping snorkel, snorkel flip fin snorkel champion. Flipping. Yeah, yeah, I could. Something. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe post something. Yo, we'll put it on Instagram. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we are going to be talking about um, somebody who I I really love uh, the story of this person, Corey Ten Boom. If you haven't heard of her. Um, you're, you're about to, so that's great. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, let me, let me just dive in and tell you a bit of her story. Um, you know, I, I don't know when I first heard about Corey Ten Boom. I think my mom read her book. So she, she's written a lot of books. Um, okay. she lived, she lived from the late 1800s to, she was like 1892 to 1983 or something like this. I think she lived to wow. be 91. Okay. Um, and she had, she wrote a lot of books, um, but her most famous book is called The Hiding Place, and this is where she kind of tells her her whole story and biography. Um, and so we we heard about this growing up. We listened to also, I think, um, Focus on the Family Radio Theater did a production of The Hiding Place, which is really good. Okay. Um, there's a movie. There's a couple movies made of her stories, um, plays, all kinds of stuff. So she was, um, yeah. So she was a, a Dutch woman. Um, and the, her father was a watchmaker. And so she, you know, grew up with her, her father and a sister and a brother and she, neither she or her sister ever married and they lived with their father and kind of helped around the shop. And, uh, they were, uh, they were Christian, I think Dutch reformed, um, mm-hmm. was their like denomination. Right. Um, but when world war two happened and Holland, uh, was occupied, um, 
and, you know, everything started changing and they ended up starting to hide Jewish people in their home. Mm -hmm. So they had somebody come in and build like a secret room in Corey Ten Boom's bedroom and wow. six people lived there. Six Jews. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so there was like a secret wall and then they had like alarm system and this whole thing so that they could hide there. Wow. Um, and uh, so I'll, I'll try to summarize her general story here. Uh, um, but her, so they, so they did this eventually somebody, uh, a Dutch informant, like betrayed their family to the, mm. to the Nazis. And there were about 30 people arrested in the end. They, they only, they ended up releasing everyone except Corrie ten Boom, her sister, Betsy and her father. Mm. Um, they ended up getting sent to a concentration camp. Her father died pretty quickly. Um, she and her sister, they were sent to various concentration camps and her sister eventually died there too. Um, Corrie ten Boom was suddenly released one day mm. um, and sort of didn't know why until years later she, she was told or informed that it was a clerical error and all other women her age um, in that camp were sent to gas chambers <gasps> the following week. Wow. Um, I didn't yeah. Know and so she had this kind of wow. miraculous and unexplained release in many ways. So, uh, so she went back to Holland, um, her brother and his wife and their kids were there. So she went and lived with them. And then she, she ended up doing just a lot of ministry after, um, she wrote her books. She, she worked a lot with, um, people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And so she continued that work after, um, but she became a, like a popular writer and speaker on the subject of forgiveness and of mm -hmm. God's love and grace. Um, yeah. and so she's, she's really beautiful. And there's, there's a couple of reasons why I really like her. Um, it's funny. We, um, they did a production of the hiding place here in Nashville, uh, a few months ago and Nathan and I went to see it. Um, cool. it was like a church, a church group put it on sort of a semi-professional or semi-amateur or whatever. I don't know. Nice thing. And so, uh, so it was good. And afterwards I was asking Nathan, like what he thought of it. Cause he had never heard of her before. And so, mm. so he was kind of like, he's much more artsy than me and like attentive to aesthetic things. So he was right. kind of like talking about the play of like, Oh yeah. Like I think this part worked really well. And you know, but this part was a yeah. little bit incongruent, whatever. And I was like listening. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You know? And then he said, well, what, like, how was it for you? And I just like burst into tears in the car so much <laughs> that he ended up being like, okay and like pulled over <laughs> and was you know because like just this woman and her stories has mm. such an impact on my life um so yeah. for for a couple of reasons so mm. let me tell you so one is just that as she tells her story you know she um she talks about when her her when they first started realizing that the Jewish their Jewish neighbors and friends were going to be taken away and they wanted to help um, but then they knew that they were putting themselves at risk. Her father and her sister, there was no question. They were just immediately like, of course, we're going to help. Like, if mm. this is obvious, like, of course. Mm. And she was, she knew that it was the right thing to do, but she was just really afraid. Mm. Um, and it was really hard for her to um, kind of get over that fear. And even in the concentration camps, her sister was trying to evangelize everyone all the time wow. and was just like, you know, sneaking Bibles in and like doing all this stuff. And Corey was just like, she just said, she just felt angry a lot of the time. And mm -hmm. she didn't feel like, she was like, how can you be trying to tell all these people about God, but God's let us be in this place. You know, like she was just kind of, 
she really, she's just very human, you know? Um, And yet she's the one who the Lord decided to deliver, like save from the gas chambers and to go and then tell her story and tell a story of forgiveness. And she, um, there's this one kind of famous scene where she was, you know, she'd been doing her ministry for a number of years and she ended up going to Germany and and doing um, like some talks there or something. And so she was talking about God's love and forgiveness and that it doesn't matter who you are or what, you know, what you've been like, God's love is for you and his forgiveness is for you and all that. Mm-hmm. And afterwards um, this man came up to her and she looked at him and she realized he was one of the Nazi guards from the concentration camp. Hmm. Um, and he, he recognized her or she, she I recognized he, him. I don't remember if right, he recognized her or not. He, yeah, I don't yeah. think he did, but, she, hmm. but she for sure. And she knew him to be one who was particularly cruel to her sister. Oh. Um, and, and she, he said to her, I, I've never, you know, I've never heard anything like this. Like I'm, I'm just so, touch that that God's forgiveness can extend even into me or something like that. Mm. Um, and or he asked her, is that, is that true that God can even forgive me? I, I'm, she, I should like find the actual story. So you'll have to go and read the book. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm like not telling the story very well, but as she looked at him and knew that he, he was almost waiting for her to confirm that like, yes, like forgiveness is for him too. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, it was asking her forgiveness, you know, mm. uh, or that's what she felt that moment and she she looked at him and she just realized like I can't like I actually can't forgive him I'm mm-hmm. I'm angry like I cannot forgive this person and he was holding his hand out like to to yeah. shake her hand or whatever and she um so she just sent up a prayer she's like Jesus like you have to give you have to do this mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. I can't do it you have to do it for me and she said she felt like this current of she's like this current run through her arm. And she's like, as I reached out my hand and I grasped his hands in mine and I was able to like extend that grace and forgiveness in that moment. She's like, but it wasn't me. It was, it was Christ, you know? Mm. Um, And I just thought that that's so, so beautiful. Um, And that's, that's, that story has been so beautiful for me because I just, yeah, of times where, you know, you're, uh, where you realize that the love, your human love, my human love is not enough sometimes. Um, but to be able to, it's almost like treat Therese's little way. It's like, well, we don't have to be enough. We can rely on the Lord, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's lots of, lots of things that we'll, we'll start there, but um, Rachel and Aaron, have you guys heard of her before? What has been your impressions of, of Corey Ten Boom? I, I, ha- I had heard of her before. Um, and the story with, with the man that you mentioned, the Nazi who was, you know, um, cruel to her sister and, but I also I'm wondering, and I don't know if I'm getting this right, but is she also the one who like, kind of like knits sometimes like in her talks? Is that her? There's like somebody, oh maybe somebody who like they knit and like all in the talk and all you can see from the, from one side of the knitting is like all the knots on the back and then, or crochet or something. And then like mm. at the end, like you flip it over and it's something about like, you know, our perspective, like God's perspective is different and what looks like gnarled mm-hmm. and knotted mm-hmm. and like messy and mm-hmm. totally awful. There, there may be another part to that reality that we right. just, we just don't see yet, yeah. you know, but that God, but that, that could God. definitely be her. One yeah. of, one of the stories from the concentration camp is that 
the their sort of I guess dorm or whatever the room with she and whatever other women were were living in got infested with fleas and they were oh, biting wow. the women and they were itchy and she was like praying she was like God like you know okay heck? we're here and I've come to accept the place that I'm at and now there's and but there's fleas like could you not just you know can we not just get a break and then they learned and realized that the soldiers were um, raping women all over, but they did not go and rape the women in that dorm because of the fleas. Oh and gosh. so then all of a sudden their perspective changed where she realized, right. oh, like, thank you, God, for this. So I think she yeah. had all of these experiences realizing, oh, something that seems like just something not Awful. so good is there's some you know, other reasons or, or God is using it for good in some way. So that yeah. I don't, I don't know the story about the knitting, but that definitely yeah. could be her, you know, it's definitely yeah. her message. Well, if it's not her, it sounds like, you know, right in her wheelhouse. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I didn't know any, anything really about her. I had never really heard about her except for from what you shared, Nicole, when we were doing like planning for, you know, the right. Advent stuff and, and who you might want to talk about and stuff. Um, yeah, but I have like, in general, I've always had this kind of fascination. I hesitate to use that word because it's such a, because it's not like, it doesn't hold enough gravity, but um, a fascination with the things that happened during the Second World War and with concentration camps and with the evils that were perpetuated and things like that, because it's like, because it seems incomprehensible from from our perspective that that could happen, that 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 would be allowed to happen, yeah. that nobody would intervene, that you know the scale of mm -hmm. things, that the the stories that would come out of people's actions in the camp, like Saint Maximilian Kolbe, or yeah. um, you know, or even some of the stories of forgiveness of of guards or others, or mm. um, or even like the founding of the Sisters of Life. I don't know if. People might not know, but um, part of it came because um, Cardinal O'Connor traveled to Auschwitz and placed his mm. hand like in in the um, gas chamber, like in the crematorium mm. and um, and just had this moment, which is really like a mystical experience of just being present to this evil, this like atrocious evil that was directly opposed to the dignity of the human person, um, which is like. He called the like the last battle of the last battle of man, right? Like it's not mm -hmm. just an attack on um on you know things that have to do with people, but like on the very dignity of the human person mm -hmm. themselves. Um so so stories like this of like like it just is, I mean, I love hearing about it because it's so real the, mm -hmm. when you describe the things that she struggled with and how she was like, yeah. you know, and, and I feel like it's like you say often, Nicole, the phrase like, and yet, like, I feel like that, yeah, that's like our, our podcast could, if it wasn't named in the thicket, it could be named yeah. and yet, that's you know, so like, good. Mm -hmm. I love that. But really, mm, because it's that. like, you know, she was in this place and yet yeah. she, you know, and it's like, so here's, you know, despair and yet. All like, right. We're, we're suffering and yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Happening. Mm -hmm. Right. But Branding. isn't it like, yeah. like yep. that's like, it yeah, just strikes totally. you like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah that's absolutely. so cool. Wow. Yeah. I, I think, uh, sorry, go ahead, Rachel. No, I, I, well, I was just thinking of another and we can, I, I don't, I don't want to take another name, time. another name for the podcast. Another name for the podcast. <laughs> I just think like all these other names that, you know, we can rebrand in January. Uh, perfect. Um, perfect. But yeah, yeah, no, 
there's another person and and like I said, I don't want to take us too far off course from Corey Ten Boom, but um I think her name is Obi Anuju. No, wait, she, um, no, no. Immaculate 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 Libigaza, yeah. And Obi Anuju is an amazing pro life activist. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got them right. mixed up. They have nothing to do with each other other than they have names that I don't know how to pronounce her. <laughs> but Immaculate Libigaza, yeah. She she so she's like um has a similar kind of experience from the Rwandan genocide, which also, yeah. yeah, And like had, like went through this journey of forgiveness, like anger and forgiveness and like forgave Mm -hmm. her captors and, or, you know, um, people who Mm -hmm. had murdered her family and things like this. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was thinking, yeah, because you were describing, you know, this room that they create. First of all, I was also thinking, it's kind of interesting that Corey Ten Boom was the one who was hesitant because of fear and then but it was like her mm. room that they that they built the extension mm. in so like, yeah you know it's kind of right. crazy how that yeah like yeah, she really had to face in. that fear not just all the time in her house but like in her room yeah. you know mm-hmm. like right mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. then she and then also like you know the idea that these things are unthinkable but they happen like and they've also yeah. happened in Rwanda and they've yeah. also they happen in other places and like and they're happening now like there are places yeah the, you know like yeah and it's like you know and I don't want to make this a, a conversation about you know a pro-life stuff but like even mm-hmm. like you know we we extend some of and we're not, we're not I'm not making any sort of analogies but but except to say yeah. that the that the dehumanization of the of, of, a, of a person is something that happens mm-hmm. more than we than we realize and and you know it's just yeah. kind of sort of this yeah, un- it's sort of it's insidious it's kind of everywhere yeah it is yeah for sure you know? but then but then like god calling her to sort of in this very extreme expression of it mm-hmm. to really face her fear mm-hmm. of, of yeah you know being all destroyed of yeah of like mm-hmm. yeah well and she she has a beautiful story um of when she was a child and uh, she, I think a friend of hers, their, the dad died in that family. And it just hit her like my, my, my father, my parents could die in her. I think she, she lost her mother at a fairly young age. And so she came home that night and was like, dad, like, I can't, daddy, I can't lose you. You can't die. You can't leave me. I can't, I can't, you know? Mm. And her father said to her, um, you know, Corey, when we, when we go and take the train, when do I give you your ticket? Um, and she says, well, right, right before we hop on the train, he's like, yeah, that's right. He's like, so whatever things that we have to face in life, whether it's my eventual death or any other things, God will give you the grace to handle it right at the moment that you need it. Mm. Um, which I think is really beautiful because, um, because it, you know, when you read her book, you, you read so many times where she's kind of up against the wall or in this sort of situation. And then all of a sudden at the last minute, there's, mm-hmm. there's the grace to handle the next thing or there's the way yeah. through or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I think it's a beautiful meditation too, even in Advent when we're, we're in a season of, of remember, like waiting for Christ and the birth of Christ, but we're also in a season of like in, in a very concrete real way where as Catholics and as Christians waiting for the second coming of Jesus mm-hmm. for real back mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. earth to come mm-hmm. and fix things, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and, uh, or, or waiting for our, our, um, reunification with him in heaven at the, you know, when we, when we die and, and in the midst of that, in the meantime, there are so many things that we are, 
are bearing with, right? Just the reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we talk about, we're talking about all the evils in society. And, um, and so I think, yeah, I, I just think it's a, it can be a beautiful meditation of sometimes for myself, this time of waiting can become a time of fear of like being afraid of possible sufferings. Yeah. And afraid of like, well, what if this thing happens or what if this gets worse? What if this, yeah. but to remember, um, that, that God gives us the grace when we need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the yeah. struggle, like she, yeah. I mean, really her example and like we actually, cause she's not, she wasn't Catholic. She's not been yeah. declared a Catholic saint. She's not, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, but like, just like the saints who did heroic things, like there's real stories about real people who struggled with God, who wrestled with God. Like mm-hmm, who yeah. was it that wrestled with the angel? Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. Who wrestled with yeah. the angel. And, um, and, and then, I mean, like scripture is full of stories of people who did it like Peter and Even wrestling with himself and yeah, mm-hmm. like the Psalms, Psalms and expression of Job prayer. and right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so like that, that struggle, it's like, it's, it's okay to struggle with God. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. It's okay to like fight with him in a sense. Like it's not mm-hmm. because it's not really fighting with him, but it's like fighting with your own nature coming up against him. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. And in a certain sense fighting. Yeah. You're like fighting yourself with him, but like bringing him right. into the picture. It's almost like, even though you're fighting him, you're really saying to him, like, I kind of want you to intervene here. <laughs> you know, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm struggling with this and you're the answer. I know you're the answer, mm-hmm. but I'm mad at you because I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't you're know still engaging. Do this. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's in yeah. a way you're letting God in to that, you know, in the way that you can, right. Which is, mm-hmm. um, if you've ever sent up angry prayers to God or confused prayers, this, there's still prayers you're praying <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and, uh, and I think that's, yeah, that's what I love about. Um, it's just like trusting yeah, that God is bigger right. than those things, you know, like he's bigger, mm-hmm. he's bigger than my anger. Yeah. He's bigger yeah. than my fear. He's bigger than my frustration. Yeah. He can handle it all. Yeah. And I can, yeah. I can just like, like we talk about that a lot, like being real before with mm-hmm. him, you know? No. Mm-hmm. And I think what, you know, this has kind of come up in all of our, um, with all of the exemplar episodes so far, I think. Mm-hmm. And also, um, it also is a very Advent thing, which is like with God, there is always somehow possibility, you know, like, because mm-hmm. it feels like, okay, if somebody who went through, um, you know, the Holocaust and was like in a concentration camp and like all of these, the worst things have happened and they, mm-hmm they can emerge from those experiences more whole or yeah. in some ways, not more right. whole. I mean, there was still, I'm sure like there was tons of healing and stuff like that. that sure. to do, yeah. But, like, but the trajectory, but like exactly. Yeah. The trajectory he was no longer towards, afraid. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not a trajectory that's like this, this warped me and messed me up beyond recognition. Instead, mm-hmm. there was sort of like through these terrible experiences, which no one would mm-hmm. ever choose or, you know, you would never choose mm-hmm. for someone, but they yeah. happened to her and she just kind mm-hmm. of like, they untwisted stuff for yeah. her. But it, un- yeah. it like unbound her from things that she was afraid of and selfishness and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not just, just unbound her, but then like gave her, then she had these like superhuman 
um, capacities that just come from the grace of God mm-hmm. that are not totally her, but she's able to receive them, you know, mm-hmm. like forgiving this man. And like, right. Yeah. You think like, okay, that just speaks of the fact that God is a God of, of possibility and maybe mm-hmm. not the possibilities that we would like, or like we mm-hmm. kind of want in the moment, right. but better, actually better, you know? And, and, and you mentioned with John Paul too, Nicole, I remember you saying like, with his be not afraid thing, like, okay, he actually had so many reasons to be afraid. To be afraid. Yeah. yeah. But he right. wasn't because there's some, there's more. Mm-hmm. It's like this mm-hmm. more reality that mm-hmm. we're being invited to. And these kind of crazy stories of real people mm-hmm. yeah. show us that that's, a, that's real, that that more mm-hmm. is an invitation to all of us, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And in a way, like, and we, we talked about this before, like Advent is all about repairing for entry into that, into the more, you know, like there mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like, yeah. 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 It's know, like the stereotypical, like what is the, what is the, is it the, is it butterflies when they go into the chrysalis and when they have to come out of the chrysalis, they have to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They have to struggle in order to squeeze out all the juices so that their wings can fly and all of those kind of things, which sounds so crazy. And like people use it Mm -hmm. as an example all the time, but it's like, Mm -hmm. but it's actually like God, it's beautiful because God has written that experience into nature. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. he speaks Mm -hmm. in everything to, Mm -hmm. to us. And it's like, and it's true that that's part of like the wrestling forms us, the, the, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. To come out yeah. beautiful. And I think with our consent too, you know, like yeah. we, yeah. Um, and, and also it's, it's, it's a hard thing, right? I, we've, I'm part of our, my class this semester was teaching about trauma and like the effects of trauma and the human brain and nervous system. And, um, you know, we talk about how, you can have one event, let's say an earthquake or a nap, you know, some sort of other traumatic event, whatever, whatever it is. And some people emerge with post-traumatic stress disorder and some yeah. do not. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and what, what makes the difference? And I think that, you know, mm. um, I would, I would, wouldn't it be, well, I, you know, it, I want to be careful not to say it's, you yeah. know, it's to go through something difficult. All we have to do is just, you know, be consent yeah. to the Lord's working and, um, and then everything is going to be fine. It's like, well, that doesn't yeah. maybe preclude actual trauma from happening. Yeah, I don't know, totally. you know, all those effects on her. And mm-hmm. yet there's, here's, there's my, and yet, and yet, um, <laughs> yeah. and yet got to trust that there's still, there can be, um, still, of course, healing, there can always be healing from trauma. And we know that from the way that the brain works, that no matter how many years it's been since the trauma was there, if there's a place of safety and healing and a release of all that pent up literal energy in the nervous system through good, good, good therapist or safe people that that there can be actual healing from that, um, which is beautiful, but also I lost my train of thought, you guys, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I just started it's going into lecture it now. It's good. I think the point was really good. Like, yeah. Healing. yeah. Like healing is, is possible. Trauma is still real. Like, yeah. And even yeah. if you're yeah. like walking with God, like, yeah. I mean, I think that Corey yeah. Ten Boom's life is a good example of that, right? Like totally. they were doing the Lord's will in protecting these, these mm-hmm. people that were hiding in their home mm-hmm. and, and they still got captured and, and mm-hmm. her dad died and her sister died. And, yep. you know, but again, but, like. But the beautiful thing is actually 
all six of the people who they had been hiding were never found and they wow. all escaped. Oh and gosh. she found that she, someone sent her a secret message while she was in prison and they, it, everything was coded because her dad was a watchmaker. Mm. And so they coded it. They said, you know, all of your, all of your watches are safe and have been, you know, distributed to new owners or something like they basically, oh, they all, they'd wow. all safe and were able to leave the country or something like that. Um, that is amazing. Which is, that's it's beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So beautiful. That's like the the guy whose life St. Maximilian Kolbe saved, who was mm-hmm. in St. Peter's Square when, yeah, when Maximilian Kolbe was canonized. Yeah. You know, like right. There's something. Yeah, what is it about? I mean, like there is something so powerful, right? Like that give, making a gift of your life like that for the mm-hmm. sake of someone else is just so like yeah. I mean, obviously, like that's the mode of love that Jesus demonstrates for us, but it's like, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It just speaks to like the preciousness of the person who made Mm -hmm. that sacrifice and the preciousness of the people that person saved, you know, just like, Mm -hmm. so it's just so moving and so cool. And yeah. Yeah. I'm going to read that book now. Yeah. Put it in the show notes so that everybody can read it. The hiding place. And you know, I mean, you can buy it. It's also, I found it online as like a PDF for free as well. Nice. So cool. Corey Ten Boom, The Hiding Place, it's, it's a good one. It's a good and one. And it's awesome. It's so funny because I was thinking today, like the, the readings from Mass today, like all the readings for Advent are so epic, right? Like they're just like, because yeah. it's the last days and rev- like, you know, is it Revelation? I don't know. I'm just like, is yeah. it Revelation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. Um, and like, it's just so epic. And so I don't know, mm-hmm. there's something about her story that's just so epic and it's sort it of truly is this time, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool. yeah. yeah. Hundred percent, yeah. Well, thanks, ladies. Totally gonna read it. I feel like that was a little bit of a rambly conversation, but if you're listening, hopefully and there's some good nuggets us. in there. That's right. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love to do a shout out um, to Faith from Hi, Instagram. Faith. Hi, Faith. Um, because Faith sent us a really lovely message. Um, and she had tagged us in it because, you know, when your Spotify wrapped comes out or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were one of her top podcasts hey. for listening Aww. for the year. And so, thanks, it, thanks. Awesome. yeah, so she shared it was awesome. And then, um, yeah. And then she said, it's been a bomb over the last year, um, That's for so her. Sweet. That's so like a bomb, yeah. like B-A-L-M. Yes. Not B-O-M-B. We did not it. blow up her life. <laughs> But yeah, um, that's B-A-L-F. a good distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or we yeah. were the bomb, B-O-M-B. That's yeah, also, that's right. Exactly. That's could be that. Anyways, yeah. So shout out to Faith. Yeah. Although although I have to say it's so funny because her name is Alyssa Faith on Instagram. And um, and my first name is Alyssa, but I go by Aaron Kinsella. So I don't know if that's the same with you, Faith. You can let yeah. me know. <laughs> <laughs> send Alyssa, me a message Aaron Kinsella. yeah yeah maybe Aaron. it's Alyssa Faith anyway sorry yeah that was another tangent but turn it over to you Rach you got the god oh, yeah wink god wink right so <laughs> right so my god wink is um I ended up staying stateside for American Thanksgiving which for everybody a lot of Americans listening that's just Thanksgiving but <laughs> for Canadians which is you know I am one um that was American Thanksgiving and it was like a nice long week that we had off. So I could have gone home, but I, for different reasons, I decided to stay. Um, and I got some kind of hard news that week, like some really hard news that week. And it's news I could have gotten before that week, Mm -hmm. but it just sort of worked out that I got that news during the, during that week. And 
And first I was like, Lord, what the heck? And it was really hard. But then after I was like, thank God I got that news this week because I mean, I had planned on writing papers, which did not happen at all because of this hard news. But I basically, I didn't have any classes and I just had time to process. And it just felt very intentional from God that like, I had the time because I really needed it. Like if I'd had mm, yeah. go, right. like all things. And then and then like I had some friends that were just in town and I was supposed to study with them. And they were like, dude, you know, don't worry, just come over for dinner. And so I went over for dinner and we had like a gin tonic nice. and like and it was just like, okay, I just, you know, it was like a rough time, but I also felt very kind of carried by God. It was mm. like, you know, he was like, I know yeah. you're gonna. I know it's going to be hard. Here's a gin and tonic. Like, <laughs> and it was I love great. it when he does that. Yeah, yes. right? It was great. <laughs> so um, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, I felt very loved and also very sad at the same time. Hmm. No, but it was good. It was good. I'm that's really good. grateful. So yeah. really good. The ticket. That's I got good. the ticket when I needed it, right? The, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ticket. That's good. That's good. Well, thanks, folks, for listening. We mm-hmm. We love you and we appreciate you. Yeah. And we'll, next week we're back okay. with Charles de Foucault. Is that how you st- pronounce it? I think you should just say Charles, you know? Charles, Charles de Foucault. Be- Charles <laughs> de Foucault. I think it would just be Foucault, right? You would I think so. Foucault. Foucault, yeah. Oh, Anyways, this is, this is, isn't this a sad thing? Here's three of us Canadian. All yeah, I know. Figure out no, it's definitely Foucault. Say something in French. You guys, it's Foucault. Yeah, yeah. Charles yeah. de Foucault. Yeah, sure. yeah okay, I probably perfect. am not even that great. Okay, anyway, before we disgrace ourselves more. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.